Speaking about being together, it's been a while since me and Anthony Tonnen were together. Uh, after a sellout run uh, during the New Zealand International Science Festival, Anthony Tonnen returns uh, to Otago Museum, Plan- the Otago Museum Planetarium, with his uh, synthesized universe show. And I'm joined by Anthony now. Morena to you. Hi, Mario, Jamie. How are you? I'm very good. And you? Pretty well, pretty well. I'm, um, I've, I've, I'm in Rangi Order. Rangi Order? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I'm in it, and, you know, I feel, I feel like living in Christchurch must be like getting a new car. Because <laughs> um, all the buildings are new, and it's got this brand new pool. Um, yes. In Rangi Order, so I just I just tried out the facilities, and um, it was very good. Oh, you wait for the Norwester to begin. That's the, Rangi Order is the town of the Norwester. It's yeah, yeah. Very... Hottest, hottest, hottest town. Yes. Yes. Are you prepared? Yeah, well, it, you know what? It was 22 degrees here yesterday, and it's supposed to be 21 today. But I'll bet you're going to counter and say it's just as hot as in Eden. Oh, it's 21 today as well. You're right. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, you know, it, it's Labor Weekend. It signals the beginning of the seasons, right? I love it. I love it. So, yeah. You know, it's gonna Don't be... you find... Do you think that Dunedin unfairly doesn't get included in the um, Norwest of Bonanza? Because... Because we kind of get it in Dunedin, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We get the hot weather, but nobody kind of talks about it. No. Or, or if people talk about the Norwester, they talk about Christchurch. We don't want them to talk about it, though. We don't yeah, want right. them to know. You know. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> if I take a, a, a small glance at my friends on Facebook who live in Dunedin, and it's a hot day with a Norwester, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'll know about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, you're going to be here soon, and you're going to experience it for yourself, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, right, I mean, what a reception to the show uh, last time. I and, mean, you know, huge sellout across the board uh, for a show that, I mean, it, bit of a, it could have been a bit of a risk. Yeah. Um, it was, well, the main risk would be that we wouldn't know what on earth we were doing. <laughs> um, because we, we kind of, I kind of signed up to do the show at a very early stage. Um, Ian, uh, Dr. Ian Griffin from, from the museum had... Um, been to a show I did at the um, DPAG, and um, he said, you know, oh, come into the museum and we'll talk about doing a show, and um, I just thought he meant the museum. Yeah. Um, and then I went went there with my gear um, a little bit later, and he took me into the planetarium, and he's like, well, here, here what can you do? And um, <laughs> But I, I just, I plugged in my, my deluge, which is this um, crazy synthesizer sampler thing made in Wellington. Um, and straight away it just kind of made sense because the a planetarium has um, surround sound, yeah. so you, you don't need monitoring um, anymore. You, you can just hear exactly what the audience hears. Um, and then also I realised that because the deluge can send um, MIDI information, um, that can actually be used to control elements of the planetarium as well. So straight away we said, okay, we've got to make this this work um but then it, then it took sort of three months of of me coming down and, and spending a couple of weeks um with andrew charlton there's this um kind of uh 3d animation guru um who works for the museum and and trying to work out well what are the possibilities of the planetarium um and what and what are the most beautiful things it can do because i guess like a 
you know, in the land of, 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 of now, where we can do whatever we want with computers, mm. um, the problem is that a lot of it is ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, like, everybody can make their own sign now, but um, so many of those signs are just terrible. Um, so, but then, so we had to just kind of go into the planetarium and, and try to look at everything and see, well, what's, what's beautiful what, and what's cheesy and what's left, better left um, somewhere else. And I think we, we, we came to this mixture of using the planetarium like, um, kind of like Google Earth for the universe yeah. and flying around and then this beautiful custom um, animation by Andrew Charlton. Um, and, and, then, and then also this element of me being able to play the lighting system um, as an extension of my instrument. Um, and, I mean, it, it's, it's an idea that just made so much sense from the start. Um, and, and, I'm, I'm, and it took a while to pull off, but um, it's, it feels very natural. It feels, it feels like what we're supposed to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. This, I mean, this is what it's going to be like. And you know, and, and it, you know, you've got like hologram shows now that that are becoming yeah. a thing. You've got fully immersed shows. Um, I mean, f- that Feroz show that's coming to Auckland from Charles Gambino's show. I yeah. think, you know, that's a, a similar type thing. You know, it's a full immersion, and, and yeah. that's what you want now, right? I mean, that's what people want. They want full like seven D stuff. You know. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess. The the thing that I kept thinking about is like one, one time, um, Radiohead played in Auckland, and a bunch of my um, Dunedin friends flew up, and um, somehow at the last minute, because I wasn't organised, somehow a ticket became available, and um, and I got to go, but I was in the nosebleed, and um, I didn't wasn't sitting beside anybody I knew. Yeah. Um, but the and so you're so far away from the band, but you're having this. Um, really amazing experience with their with their visual show, and and the show is so much part of that. And it's and it's almost like every individual person in the show is sealed by a bubble from each other because they're having their own individual experience with the music that they know, and then with the way that they interact with the visuals. And I, I thought, well, this is this is cool, but and this is very different to um, you know playing in a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that kind of sat with me for a long time. And when we came to this planetarium idea, like, well, I, I, I can't play Victor Arena, um, but Yet. this is a way that we can use something that exists, that, you know, a treasure of, of Dunedin, and um, and create that kind of show, but for only 50 people at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a way to still do an intimate show, but with the... But you know, match the production level of radio. <laughs> <laughs> so musically, like, I mean, did you begin from scratch, um, or you were using existing material? Oh yeah, so it's my song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and in saying that, a lot of these songs, in fact, I'm trying to think, most of the songs are are new. Um, they're they're going to be on um, the next next record. I mean, two three hands is in there. Yeah. Um, there's there's a little bit of of other stuff, but um, that that was perfect too because I, I'm you know it's music that's relatively new to me, um, and so my imagination wasn't too tainted in terms of um, having to reimagine it all visually. Mm-hmm. 
Um, with with the visuals, I mean, did you, you know, did you discover anything new within the songs? You know, do they do they add an extra element and, and heighten what what you were hearing? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 saying that, I guess, like, um, I guess since I've been playing, doing this sort of one person show, um, you know, even without the planetarium. Um, I've been I've been a bit more interested in soundscapes and what happens between songs, um, and and making the whole thing into a kind of coherent um, experience. And the visual element definitely influenced that and and changed those those bits in between and those um, those intros and outros and soundscapes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, that one of the great things that came out of this show is um, I had a song that I was trying to write and I was maybe a, a quarter of the way through um, and it was to do with the um, Matoda paper mill and um, we, we needed we, we didn't none of my other songs seemed to quite fit the um, show but we still needed one more song and um, Andrew the um, animator um, really pushed for me to finish this this song and um and that was great because I, I did finish it. And um, what we did is we took, we started with. Um, but we, <laughs> this is this is a great thing about Ian Griffin, um, he's the director of the museum. Um, but he was happy to um, get up at five a.m. in the morning, drive all the way to Matoda, and take um, these kinds of fisheye photographs that are the perfect kind of. Three three sixty degree format for the dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went and took a whole heap of fisheye photographs of um, the um, Matoda paper mill, which is this incredible decaying um, industrial ruin um, in urban Southland. And um, and that was a, that was the starting point for the visuals. Um, but it was also pressure to finish this song, and it's and it's, um, <laughs> it's you know it's a song I'm quite excited about. So so. Yeah, I mean, it, this this kind of show has um, it's it's pushed me both in, in the kind of musically things, but actually, kind of surprisingly, it's pushed me a little bit in songwriting as well. Nice, nice. And what's it like to perform in not only inside the dome, but I guess where the focal point's not necessarily on you visually. Like, I mean, uh, most of the time yeah. you'll be used to everybody looking at you, but now they're they're looking away. And and you've really worked hard over the last few years. Um, to, you know, with your body movements and what you do on stage, but now that could almost have become a little bit redundant for this for this series. Yeah, and we that was something we grappled with a lot at the start of the show because um, you're at a thirty degree angle, um, so you're actually looking um, near the top of the dome. Um, naturally, you kind of would have to um, change your focus slightly to look at me. Mm. Um, but so there are plenty of times where I get to have your attention, and you know um, there are plenty of things that I that I can do that that can be seen. Um, but it's it's a cool challenge. We just had to make sure that we always had something interesting, something relevant at that space where the eyes where the eyes go to um, above you in the clouds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time. Um, the great thing about this as well is is you remove the need for stage monitoring because you're in um, surround sound. Uh, 
but you also need remove the need for um, stage lighting. Yeah. A because you can't you can't have any stage lighting because <laughs> um, the slightest bit of light pollution um, can ruin the effect of the of the planetarium. So I even had to go out and with duct tape. You know how on guitar pedals there's all those little lights. Yeah, yeah, Things yeah. I had to go and tape those all down, um, make sure all my chords were black, um, and try to become as invisible as possible. Um, but um, in terms of stage lighting, like uh, we do have light on my face, but the way that we get that is we have to pr- uh, we have to bring up um, something like the moon or Saturn or <laughs> or something and cleverly place it um, behind me, um, which provide something interesting to look at but also coincidentally lights me enough that people can um can see me when when i need to be seen yeah, sometimes yeah. i don't need to be seen <laughs> that's fantastic um but i guess that's that's similar to that um you know a big band playing vector arena you can no longer really see the band and i remember noticing that when um at that show i was talking about um tom york would raise both arms almost in like jesus pose to say thank you because otherwise no one would feel like they got any kind of physical acknowledgement or movement from Tommy Hawk because no one can see the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and that's where the visuals become so important. Yeah. Um, because you need you need something that expresses um, what you want to express that people can see. I think it was the same at Pink down here at the stadium. Mm. Yeah. Oh, true. How was that show? Oh, and abs- like mind blowing. Great. Breathtaker, absolutely incredible. Um, oh, cool! Like the 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 stage setup and the visuals and everything that went with it uh, was just outstanding. And her as a performer, like I was just absolutely gobsmacked, blown away, oh. shocked, yeah, shocked and uh, surprised and <laughs> loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, cool. Right, I mean, because the planetarium, right? I mean, it has shows um, that that uh, you know some of them are really quite old the one they're showing at the moment is quite old like i mean these shows go all around the world um is there any plans to take your show to at least the auckland planetarium or anything else like the, the museum yeah we would it? we would love to i would absolutely love to and um i think i can't um can't say what we've got planned but we do have <laughs> planned and um certainly um other places in new zealand will get a chance to to see this um but i'm excited i mean um the museum were really keen for me to come back um because you know we sold out the last run so quickly yeah um and and a lot of people kind of we did a little survey afterwards and a lot of people said you know i just really want to be able to tell my friends to actually go to it um so it, we, we wanted to dunedin because it's it's dunedin show you know mm-hmm. it's partly um being produced with um Dunedin's taxes um, (laughs) well you know the planetarium wouldn't exist without um, without without that and it it depends on having this this great treasure for for a city to have Um, and so we we wanted Dunedin to have another chance to see it before that does go elsewhere oh cool I'm really glad you are taking it elsewhere that's absolutely fantastic and that you're coming back to do it again here at home and the shows are on Wednesday the 31st two shows that night same on the uh, the 2nd of November and then on Saturday the 3rd two nights across the show you can get your tickets now um, just go to the Otago Museum website uh, look at the What's On page and you'll be able to find all the details on ticketing Um, but that's not going to be the only chance we get to see you Um, you're going to be here at the end of November as well on your rail tour yeah, yeah, um, and that's 
that's a different thing altogether and um, maybe maybe best saved for another time but um, I'll I'll just say that um, if you haven't seen it there's the um, I made a music video um, where I went and tried to unearth the Neden sub- suburban rail system um, which I, I mean did you know about this Jamie what? were you were you hiding this from me like why did why did I never know that we had um, suburban trains in Dunedin. In Dunedin. I, I don't know why you didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I remember Darren from the Verlaines was the first one to kind of tell me. Because, uh, you know, I, I presumed that we would have had trains, seeing as we had a nice railway station and things. But what I didn't realise is that Dunedin had a system, um, a rail system, very similar to, say, Wellington's rail system. Um, and it lasted until 1982. Yeah. Um... And it's just incredible. But you can actually, if you go and find out what the stations were, you can see some remnants of them um, around the place. And it's quite, um, yeah, quite a beautiful and, and haunting thing. So, I mean, that kind of led me on this journey to um, to make this, this rail land tour. And, um, yeah, there's, there's more about it on my, my website. But ticket, yeah, gosh, tickets for the synthesized universe are selling pretty fast and, and then the, the rail land is, is over half sold now too so um, and that's that's where you can catch a train to Waitashi <laughs> and, and back because we're doing the crazy idea of actually chartering a train to a show that's fantastic that's fantastic alright Brian and we'll talk more about that uh, closer to the date too um, but yes tickets are, are selling fast again for a synthesized universe with Anthony Tonin uh, great to talk to you again my friend it's been a while Yes, it has, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, it's great to talk to you. And we'll see you uh, in, at the end of the month, and um, we're going to play old images now. Oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah, the latest track, and you can um, check out the video for this too. Go to Anthony's website, anthonyton.com. Um, yes, dot com. Yes, Thanks, that's mate. right. Cheers, mate. Well, have a great day. Enjoy the uh, Rangiora Norwester. Yes. <laughs> and talk to you soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Jamie. All right, here's Anthony Tonnen with Old Images. You're on the one, 91FM.